it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood it's a beautiful day 61 degrees in the neighborhood could you be mine won't you be mine won't you be my neighbor <laughs> 61 degrees just a little touch like you know if you're cooking something you just want a little dash just a little touch just a little little something you know when you're missing something just a little little dash just a little pinch little pinch of wind outside I've been out getting out went to my surgical post-surgical appointment follow-up to see how I'm doing and I'm happy to say I was given permission to get back into fitness and exercise. It's really important and I've always incorporated some type of fitness in my life and lifestyle since I was, whoo, started working out when I was probably 16, you know, dabbled in some bodybuilding in my 20s. I sure wish I would have stuck with that. Um, that's when I realized I had genetic issues with, we all were blessed with back problems and uh, just did work for me, but I got pretty big. I got beefy. <laughs> Could have been like, but continue like Shira or something. I know there's pictures somewhere within the bloodline. Somebody's got them in photo albums of how big I was. Gotta find those sometime. Being back to it, getting back in exercise, indoor and outdoor, utilizing bike, treadmill. And most importantly, getting out for some fresh air, which is my favorite thing to do in spring and summertime, weather approved and allowed. It's a beautiful day, you know. I don't want to get, I don't want to go back inside, you know, but you got to, you got to get stuff done. It's interesting, you know, it's interesting, and to title this podcast, it's interesting how life works, isn't it? Sometimes it's really interesting. So one of my surgeons had not been feeling well. And when I went to go see them in that surgical group and, you know, I was just talking to their assistant. And I'm like, you know, it has really nagging cough. And it's reminded me so much of what I had with double pneumonia. It's just that achy, nasty cough. And sometimes things can get a little out of control spiral. Um, but I told the assistant, you know, you may want to go somewhere else, get a second opinion in that. Because, you know, it's just if it lingers that long, like we're talking like two or three months, you know, something. And a lot of times, you know, you have to go to critical care doctors to get the more in-depth, like nuclear studies and tests like I had, you know. And I'm glad um, they took the advice. But what really was disheartening and sad was before my surgery, finding out that one of my surgeons the exact surgeon that had not been feeling well and had this nagging cough and um, losing a lot of weight, not feeling well, was diagnosed with cancer, with lung cancer to be specific. And it's strange and crazy how life works because still, still to this very second, this very day, still enjoying their passion in the surgical field is a very reputable surgeon and performing many, many surgeries still on a weekly basis. Of course, going week by week now, um, they are going through treatment, through oncology, and uh, many, many prayers out to this surgeon, my surgeon. Um, super, I mean, compassion and care, and heart is in the right place as a surgeon, and you know, there's not many of them around, especially coming out of school that are in it for the passion and not just for the money. 
you know, an agorized title of surgeon. But it's strange and crazy how life works, right? And uh, very disheartening and sad. But you know, I told Eric, you know, he said, did you ask how they were doing, you know, on my visit I had this week to see how I was doing post-surgical? I said, no, because, you know, cancer is a damn thing, you know? You have to have an outlet and a passion to continue on, to give you a will and a reason to fight, you know? Especially those who want to continue living, you know? You want to fight your ass off. The strongest of the warriors. And um, their job as a surgeon is their passion or outlet. And I dare not to bring up what they're going through personal. I figured, you know, you know, life is sometimes just the craziest damn thing because I remember I wouldn't want anybody asking me while I was enjoying passions of mine going through treatments. I think it's just like this silent thing that you know between oncology patients one to another. Um, you have to find a passion. You have to continue living life the best you can even while during treatments. So week by week, um, surgical schedule stays open. They will continue with my surgical needs and then another surgical group takes over from there because of their treatments and their cancer diagnosis they continue to work but it's a week by week so you know i looked at them and i said you know how long do you think you know normally we'd wait about two two and a half months before my next surgery but because of situation let's try to get you in so we're bumping me up three weeks and that's a toll so I literally have to get my body ready in three weeks. But those who know me know me well, I'm up for the challenge. Pushing ahead three weeks. It's gonna be tough. Um, the pain I'm still dealing with, we're still dabbling. We're trying to figure out what works best for me, taking the strong stuff, the creme de la creme of narcotics. Um, did not do well with patch. Oof, never do a patch again. Don't even wanna go there. It don't work for you the first couple days and you take that patch off. <laughs> the side effects and withdrawal smack you square so hard that you will never ever touch one of those patches ever again. And those who, you know, dealing with pain management, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, we're still working with the pain. I've noticed it's better for me to take things that I need to and the strong stuff at night so I can sleep, which I have, thank God I have, been able to sleep through the pain. Um, during the day, I just, I tough it. I deal with the pain the best I can. But three weeks, three more weeks, and I'm already in a major surgery. And uh, then the expected recovery is gonna probably be two or three months, you know, when you get it back to back. But, you know, I'm not one if I have to do it, if, if I have to be referred into another surgical group's hands, I'll do it. But when you're in the middle of a major surgery and it's a two-parter, you don't want to have to switch over because it's what they do not want to do. Um, the other surgical group will take over from there what needs to be done and completed. But um, it's a tall order, three weeks. Life is the damnedest thing, isn't it? You know, and in the process, I'm dealing with this windows with the company. And uh, I learned a lot from General Motors. A lot of you asking on the VIP podcast and those on the round table, what happened with the car? We, what happened is we ended up getting a car, a General Motors car. Actually, it was a Chevrolet Trax to be specific. And it actually had holes up underneath the hood, went into the metal, into the cabin of the car. 
So it ended up getting like a tremendous amount of mold. Every kind of environmental thing you think of the ground was being sucked in by the ventilation system. There was literally holes. We got mold, rain, ice in the winter. Um, we went round and round with General Motors. Good Lord, months. This was last year. And um, I did not, I, I did seek attorneys. We were going to sign under contract with a law firm. But I did my damnedest to just work with General Motors and their attorneys in that to get some kind of resolution. So we went round and round. Let me say I went round and round. Eric's not the business person. You know that business sense. And I worked for a pharmaceutical company and then I worked underneath a VP for 15 years for a very large reputable manufacturer of sunglasses, Oakley, Ray-Ban, you name it. Um, they don't give you a line of checks, a stack of checks that I used to bring with me I was like Santa Claus to a lot of clients and retailers, cutting checks right there on the spot. They don't give that kind of money if they don't trust you and can depend on you, rely on you. And it's a long story, or the long story, but we'll just make it short for those who didn't know. And I ended up having to um, retire and um, it was the worst decision, the hardest decision ever. I had got a... Um, promotion to work underneath the vice president of the company. I flew out of town and I uh, went to corporate and met with them from corporate and uh, unfortunately I got sick. I held my sickness and I was quiet about it because in fear I would be judged and uh, they would think I couldn't do my job still. So I was sick for a while and was still working and um, I still got up and did what I could and that's the truth and uh, of course now you know in the business venture sense, you work from home and starting new businesses and continuing with organizations and building new ones and growing. And it's just, you know, it's my passion and my drive. But General Motors was tough. I mean, I learned a great deal. I call it knowledge and it's wisdom really. And I learned so much. I mean, the legal sense, you know, working and, you know, every day sometimes dealing with General Motors attorneys and they have to hire, you know, off-site attorneys and figure in a resolution because this, this was a defective vehicle. Um, who knows how many other vehicles had that problem that left the assembly plant in Mexico. And uh, it could have blew up, really did. But I told Eric, it's not about getting an attorney and slapping him in court and getting hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's just about the whole point in principle. Sometimes you have to take the dollar amount off. And I hate people who are materialistic because I sure the hell ain't. But going with some morals and decency and remembering there's other people too that probably have this issue with this car. It could affect, you know, elderly couple. It could affect a child that's in the back seat. Heaven forbid somebody else, somebody had cancer. And it was just about getting this car back to General Motors but we had to settle with them in a two-part settlement. And um, I'm very proud of myself to say, three days before I was ready to sign with a law firm, because I did all I could working with their attorney, legal team, inside of corporate and outside of corporate, and literally letters going back and forth to the CEO of General Motors, Mary Barra. This is a God honest truth, have all this. I am ecstatic and happy to say, pat myself on the back. This, we settled it out outside of court, never made it to court. And uh, we're just gonna say, got a new car out of it. And uh, I told Eric, you know, it's when COVID hit and he got sick and I got sick and I said, you know, we're okay for a while. You know, we're okay for a while. Just, let's just take a break, you know, and enjoy life for a little while, you know. 
seek the business ventures and things that we had on the table and just take a break. You know, just take a break. Maybe this is the way of God saying, you know, and it all worked out. Strange how life turns out, right? Life could be the damnest thing because lo and behold, something was found on CT, um, nuclear imaging and uh, secondary to oncology treatments not working. And I find myself, you know, sometimes organs just been through a lot and they will shut down. And this is where I'm gonna say many, many times, I'm gonna say it again, God bless those who are organ donors, those who donate plasma, those who donate, you know, you know, on their will, who donate, you know, organ donors and uh, people who just in general give blood. And people, those who help other people for crying out loud, to allow people to continue fighting, thriving and living life the best they can. When situations happen and you don't, you can't see them coming, they just happen. And uh, the great fight begins. But that's where, I mean, people ask about General Motors, that's what happened. I mean, I had them pick up the car that just reeked to high heaven. Um, the mold in that was absolutely atrocious. All I'm gonna say is uh, it smelled so bad that you had the windows open, you could smell that sucker from the other side of the house. It had to go, it was a health hazard, period. But uh, there's nothing more gratifying and satisfying and to be proud of yourself is to see a mountain in front of you and to conquer that by yourself, busting your ass, and then coming to a resolution, you know? Their life, it's, uh, it's the damnedest thing. But remember, no matter what you're going through, your trials and tribulations, your struggles, there's always a silver lining.